Yo, man, how you doing, everybody? This is Robin O'Neill. Um, me reading stuff. Podcast. I read you stuff. I talk about things. I ask you questions. In fact, since it's been a while since I've asked you some regular questions, or did I ask any last week when I returned? I'm not sure, but right now I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, number one, adulthood. How you feeling about it if you're an adult? If you're not an adult, you happen to be under the age of 18, welcome. And I don't know how you got here or why you're here, but welcome. And trust me, youngsters, um, adulthood is really hard, in my opinion. So enjoy any freedom you can muster while you can. You have no idea what this is going to be like for you when you're 42 years old. No clue. Even if your life is good, which mine is good. My life is great, and it still sucks. So uh, prepare yourselves, young people. And if you are an adult, tell me this. It, are, do you side with me here that adulthood is pretty much impossible? Or are you one of those people who just seems to think things are okay, things are great? I, wanna, I, I, I don't fault you and I don't make fun of you if so. My dad's one of those people. I love those. Those are some of my favorite people. Um, this contractor guy I'm working with, he's one of those people. I like people who just seem okay. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm not one of them. I don't seem okay, do I? I just think adulthood is so much harder than I ever could have imagined. Even when I was in my 20s, and you're an adult already then. And by the way, 20-somethings, you also don't have a clue. <laughs> the, the weird thing is it really does get easier in a lot of ways because you just get kind of used to yourself. Like right now, I'm not trying to impress anybody and, and what I mean when I say that is a lot of things, but namely the way I look, I don't care anymore. I really don't. This is, this is who I am. In fact, today marks the first day that I'm wearing overalls in a, as an adult human being. Now, I don't look good. Does anybody look good? Some people look hot in overalls, like the models who wear them in the pictures, um, but not me. I look horrible. I look frumpy and dumb. And I seriously... You, I, I don't care at all. I care 0% because I feel good in them. And when I put them on, it feels like I did when I was a kid. I used to have Oshkosh overalls when I was a little kid. They were blue, pink, and white striped denim material. And I loved the way it felt to do Here, I'll do it right now. This noise. See? That exact noise. That noise conjures something up for me. I lived in Denver, Colorado. My brother had just been born. I had these little cute overalls. So I just sit around doing this. I'm not with anybody right now, so I'm just like, you know, hanging out, unbuttoning and buttoning my overalls all day. Anyway, it took me a while to find overalls. Um, also, I'm a size bigger again. So I just, I just keep gaining weight, keep looking worse, and I'm happier. So I kind of think, you know, also it's, it's due to a medication, I think, and also having a hysterectomy. Like I'm just, a, my body shape is just different now. And I, by the way, I hate the term when people say, ooh, TMI, too much information. I really hate it when people say TMI. There's no TMI in my book. There's no, I'm just being honest. This is, this is the reality of what I've gone through. I had a hysterectomy last year. It changes your body. Um... End of story. Who, you know, I'm better. I don't have diseased ovaries or whatever. The, or do I still have my ovaries? They removed something. Uterus? Guys, I don't know. I never knew the female part. I, I do not know female parts. Frankly, I don't want to know female parts. Now that I'm rid of most of them, I feel good about that. I'd like to get rid of every last one of them. 
But there is something left that they left me with, which meant I didn't take, have to take hormones. Anyway, um, all right, so the first question is, how do you feel about adulthood? Is it harder than you ever could have imagined? Um, and how's adulthood treating you? I think I've already answered those questions. Um, speaking of adulthood, do you make your bed every day? This is a big one for me. This is a big question for me. It's something I think about. I always think I'm gonna make my bed every day, but to be honest, I would say out of seven days, I make my bed about two or three times a day. What's your average? And do you think it's important? Yes or no? Because I do think cleanliness is next to godliness. And you don't have to believe in God to know what I'm talking about here. Come on, we all know what that means. It's it basically is saying cleanliness is a really great thing. I could say, that's my new phrase. Cleanliness is really awesome. Um, and I do think so. When my kitchen's clean, mm, I feel good. When my bathroom's clean, mm, I feel good. But I'm afraid of cleaning toilets, by the way. I'll do anything to get somebody else to clean my toilet. Um, it's, it, it honestly makes me want to die. That's how much I hate doing it. Well, I'm not some sort of princess. My mom, by the way, I just paused to drink some coffee. My mom taught me to do things. I, I was never somebody who didn't have chores. I always had to clean my own stuff, you know, to not in a weird way, in a very nice way. I, I learned to, you know, pick up after myself and do all those things. Uh, my brother and I both learned these things, but man, I don't like toilets at all. And um, I've had mental breakdowns in public bathrooms many times. Um, I would say minor mental breakdowns, but I'll go out, I'll almost freak out. I'll completely freak out and almost um, hyperventilate. Just thinking about it makes me want to do it. Uh, I was about to say something. Hmm. I don't remember what it was. Something about bathroom. Okay, so anyway, do you make your bed? This is an adult question I'd like to know. Let me see if I can think up one other question. Oh, my allergies are horrible. Um, okay, I moved. You guys, you guys can guess where I moved to. Um, it could be Mexico. It could be Montana. It could be the other side of Los Angeles. It could be back to Texas. It could be Wyoming. And it could be Illinois. So you have those to guess. It could also be any other place on earth. So I want you guys to guess what you, where you think I live. Uh, I'm settling in though. I feel really good about it. I feel, you know, I have like a new coffee shop. I have new, a new, two new grocery stores, actually more like four or five, but two new really solid ones that I go to regularly. And if you know me, you know, the only thing I ever want to do is go to, well, no, no, no. The only place outside of my home that I want to go to is grocery stores. And so that's been really exciting for me to have new grocery stores. It's been a little frustrating. They don't have everything I want, um, everything I'm used to buying for my staples, but you know, you adjust, you learn, you, you grow, you realize it's not the end of the world. Um, still drinking a lot of water over here. What else? Oh yeah, I told you about my dumb overalls. Uh, my stomach hurts. Frankie's doing great. Thank you for asking. I posted a photo of Frankie today. I hadn't done that in a while on Instagram that is. And by the way, if you wanna follow me, Instagram and Twitter, Robin O'Neill underscore, wait. Oh, Robin <laughs> underscore O'Neill, I think. Shit, I don't know. I'll, I'll link it in the description of the podcast. All right, I'm gonna hit pause. Let me go get my book. All right, all these noises are my new chair. I also have a new, a new old chair that I got at the thrift store uh, for, I think it was $3 and it's a really nice solid chair. All of these, 
By the way, everybody I know seems to have these. They're these chairs you can get from Amazon that look all cool and modern. They're plastic and they got, you know, light wood legs and they're supposed to, you know, I don't know. They're supposed to look like modernist kitchen chairs. Well, they're pieces of shit. They've all four broken on me now. And so I don't like it. I am now uh, going for old, nice wood, not, not, not all that attractive, but just kind of basic old chairs that everybody had at one point. Um, okay, so speaking of the thrift store, I got this chair. They also had a very small poetry section in their book area. And I noticed this book that I wanted. It's called The White Pony, an anthology of Chinese poetry. Uh, it says, from the earliest times to the present day, 3,000 years of poetry. Newly translated. Edited by Robert Payne. This is a mentor book. I'll try to find it. It's a pretty old book, uh, so I don't know if it'll be easy to find. I think this was first copyrighted in four, 1947. No. Yeah. Is that right? I think so. So anyway, I'll see what I can find. But what we're going to do, because I've only kind of gotten into it a bit, I'm just going to say that I'm going to flip open the page and we'll read it and you'll get my real reaction and you'll have your own real reaction on the other end of this thing. Okay, so I opened up to page 56. This is no clothes. You guys know me. I like wearing clothes, but let's see what this has to say. You say you have no clothes. I will share my quilted gown with you. The king is raising an army. I will make ready my spear and lance. I will be your comrade. You say you have no clothes. I will share my vest with you. The king is raising an army. I will make ready my spear and halberd and in the ranks join you. You say you have no clothes. I will share my quilt with you. The king is raising an army. I will make ready my jerkin and arms and march along with you. Well, first of all, I don't know if I said halberd right, H-A-L-B-E-R-D, but um, I like that poem. That was a good one to, to start with. Uh, there's no credit to this. This might be anonymous because I believe it's a translation from a very old poem in the beginning because it's kind of towards the beginning. Um, so I am so sorry that I don't know who wrote that. But anyway, this is from, yeah, there's no, no credit. So it must be anonymous and ancient, which is always exciting and also sad because I've said this before. A lot of times that means they were a woman. Uh, sometimes it doesn't mean that, but in that case... Who knows? But I liked that one. I really liked it. Uh, I like how it went from quilted gown to quilt. It started with, I will share my quilted gown with you. And then the last uh, stanza says, I will share my quilt with you. Um, okay, hold on. L let me let me take a sip of coffee. Decaf. Still drinking decaf. Two and a half years in. Uh, and then I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. All right, let me see. And by the way, I confirmed that one was uh, looked to be an anonymous, let's see, from the Fountain of Old Poems is what it was from, I think. This is kind of a confusing book. I think because it's falling apart. No, that's not it. Dudes, sorry, don't know, don't know what it's from. It could be from the Book of Songs. That would make sense too. I've already lost it. All right, so, ooh, Song of Splendid Clouds. I'd like that, but let's keep looking. Um, the Beggar. Let's go for this one. This is by Tao Yuan Ming. Tao Yuan Ming. The Beggar. Hunger drives me along my road. I do not know where I'm going. Drifting about in this neighborhood. Embarrassed, I knock on a door. The master knows why I have come. His gifts are such as I had hoped. So we chatter to the day's end. 
each cup drained and replenished, and happy in our new friendship, we begin to compose poetry. You favor me like the washerwoman, but I am not a future hero. How can I show you my heart's gratitude? I will requite you from the dark shades. That is nice. Um, I just remembered a poetry club I started when I was in college with my boyfriend at the time's brother, stepbrother or something. And we were both kind of pet sitting at, a, at the house or some, something like that. And we were taking shifts. But then when, we, when our shifts would cross over, we decided to, I think we would sit on opposite sides of the living room and write poems and share them with each other. I wonder what happened to all of those. Anyway, I like the idea. Tao Yan Ming was a hermit um, poet. And I like the idea that that's probably real. Like, he probably just knocked on a door. I didn't know where he was. Can you imagine someone doing that? Like, if somebody knocked on my door right now, yo, man, you want to write some poems together? I, I don't know what I would do. All right, one more. I just like the title of this one. This is from Tu Fu. Thinking of my brothers on a moonlit night. By the way, uh, that last poem was AD 372. Okay. Um, Thinking of my brother on a moonlit night. Tu Fu. That's T-U-F-U. And Tu Fu. Let's see. There's a whole section on Tu Fu here. Tu Fu. AD 713 to 770. Whoa. this, This line says he's the greatest of Chinese poets without exception. Um, oh, and yet he is extraordinarily difficult to translate. Well, that's usually a good sign. And I'm just going to say it one more time. I love translators. You, whatever you guys do, what you guys do is incredible. All right. Thinking of my brothers on a moonlit night. I have no idea what this is going to be like. No one walks when the guardian drum sounds. The cry of the wild geese marks autumn on the frontier. Now at night, the dewdrops twinkle with a starry whiteness. Yet how much brighter shines the moon on my home? My brothers are separated and wanderers in the land, and there is nowhere I can ask whether they have survived or are dead. A letter takes so long upon the way. Oh, but I know there is much more than war in this country. Um, I guess it's not too much of a surprise, but I will tell you, uh, there's so much war in this book. Every time I like kind of flip to anything, it seems like the word war is in every single poem, which is pretty torturous to see. Uh, There was one that I really liked. I can't remember. It might be the first one in Book of Songs. Maybe not. I don't know. You guys, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm just, I thought it might be fun to explore this book with you while, while I look through it for the only third time I've looked through it. Oh, Melancholy by Lee Yu. Let's read this one. And this will be our last one. Weariness has aggravated since the year. Desolation has augmented my despair. A ruthless wind cuts my ailing bones. The misty rain chokes my melancholy heart. At night, the incense tripod is used to simmer herbs. In the morning, I find there is frost on half my beard. Where are the affinities of old? Who would ask now about the dethroned king? That's a nice one. That was my favorite one of the night. How about you guys? By the way, it is nighttime. It's not quite dark, but it's dusk, duskish. And you know that always makes me very happy. I um, I don't know, something about that last poem reminded me of how I was trying to look out of m- one of my windows and um, last night to see if I could see stars from the window. And I saw the moon and I did see stars. And then it occurred to me that 
I could actually see through the window. And what I mean by that is the old apartment I used to live in, the people who took care of it, or the, the landlords, I should say, they did not take care of it. Uh, there was never any cleaning of the windows in the five plus years I lived there. And uh, so I just got accustomed to looking out dirt windows, you know, like everything just, and in LA, if you've ever lived there, you know there's this insane amount of grime from the pollution on anything. So my balcony that I used to enjoy, I finally got sick of having to clean off the railing every single day. Cause if I leaned on it to look out towards the sky and the city, I would get black grime all over my arm or my sweatshirt or whatever I was wearing. And I just gave up. I was just so sick of it. I mean, you can't believe how much grime accumulates every single day there in LA. And so you can imagine what my windows looked like. And I did everything I could do to try to clean them, but they only opened like a few inches the way, you know, they're the crank windows. And so, I mean, the things you grow accustomed to that are not okay are kind of shocking once you're away from them. And when I say that for me, it's not just those windows, it's just kind of everything. I was living at a certain frequency that seemed just fine, just like the dirt windows, fine, whatever, I'll live, I can kind of see out. Um, and then when you remove yourself and you decide to make changes, good big changes, daring and brave decisions, Suddenly, you can see out your fucking window and it's clear and you see beautiful things like the moon and the stars. So take that world and take that everybody and listen to it. If you got to change something, do it. Um, okay, I wanted to say, oh, I wanted to say thank you for the five-star reviews. I last week, and I'll say it again, uh, encourage you guys, if you get on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, I mean, or iTunes, whatever it's called, and give me a five-star review for me reading stuff. If you include a question, I will read your question and your name on the podcast and answer your question. So um, I've got a couple of these and I also have a review I'd just like to give a thank you to somebody for. So first one is from Benji98. Uh, gave it, Thank you for your very sweet review. I'll just read your question. So um, it's, if you could have a different name than the one you already have, what would it be? Oh, Benji, I love this question because even though I like my name, I like pretending to have other names. Um, I would say I wanted my name to be Tabitha my whole life. And it was because I watched Bewitched and I loved Samantha and Tabitha and I love both of their names. So I would like to have the name Samantha or Tabitha. And I also like my cat's name, Frankie, for a girl. So I would also like to be called Frankie. Um, and once again, I love it when people call me Robbie. That's what my family calls me and a lot of close friends do. Not everybody does, but I always like, when people call me Robbie, I get very comforted and very happy. So it's a different name than I actually have on my birth certificate. So that kind of counts. As for a last name, uh, I, I'd like to be called Samantha Palmtree. Palmtree will be my last name. Okay, the next question is from Pop-Up Door. Where was the best place you ever lived? And first of all, thank you again for your five-star review. It was a very sweet one. Where was the best place I ever lived? Oh, I suppose you asked because I was talking about how many different places I've lived. Um, you know, one I didn't mention. This was, I, when I was a resident at Art Pace in San Antonio, it's an art artist residency program. I loved living, they had lofts for us artists and I loved living in this loft. And I think the thing I loved about it the most is first of all, I love San Antonio. It's one of my favorite cities. 
in the world. And what I loved was the bed was up a ladder. And I've always loved ladders that lead to like loft areas. So it was a big kind of open and very tall space. And it had a little kitchen. And I, I remember I just had this sort of great mini life uh, while I was there for the three or four months I was there. And it was just so beautiful. So anyway, I would say San Antonio at the Art Pace residence house, whatever it was called, the loft. I loved it. Climbing the ladder to get to the bed was just so much fun. It felt like I was camping, but I was, you know, indoors with air, air conditioning and TV and all of that. So that would be my best place I've ever lived. And I thank you guys so much. And I encourage more of you just feel free to write some five-star reviews and ask me any question. I'll answer whatever you ask me. Um, I want to thank Corey for her review. Very, very sweet of you. A lot of people have said thank you for coming back. I got some reviews without questions. This one made me so happy. So I'd like to say thank you to Murasaki Floof. This one says, the kindest. Look, if you're going, if wait, if you're looking to peer into the crevices of poetry, learn its lurid or livid details, its putrid and pretty peculiarities of craft and draft and afterthought, its compendium of facets, this is not the podcast for you. This is the podcast for those who adore poetry. This is where you come to smile, come to relax without your laces so tightly wound, come to eat Fritos even though you pretend to your friends that you can't stand them, come to feel uncannily home. Son of God and ice cream cones, I enjoy this podcast. It's like a blog, but it's like a phone call, but it's like having a typewriter, but it's like being a mirror in a locked ward, <laughs> but it's like playing with shambolic cats. P friggin' S. Do you know, wait, do you know very little about poetry and wish you knew more? Listen, do you know so very much about poetry and wish you didn't? Listen, this space is so low pressure that clouds pile into it. (laughs) Holy dahlias, I say come, come hydrated. Robin's either 90 or 19 and that's a pretty starry thing. So Mirasaki Flew, first of all, you got to hit me up somewhere. I got to know who you are. Maybe I do know who you are, but I don't think I do. The reason I read this full review, you guys, is because that's beautiful writing right there. I don't care if that's about me or if it's about, you know, uh, I don't know, some other person. It's just, I love the way this was written, even though I couldn't pronounce the word particularities all of a sudden. Don't know what's wrong with me. Um, But anyway, so thank you very much for that. That made me so happy. And thanks to John David Sharp and Peter Schreibs, who also uh, wrote really, really really kind review. So thank you for the reviews. Keep them coming. Keep a- keep asking me questions. Um, and keep telling your friends about this poetry podcast or whatever it is. Sometimes I don't know what it is. And when people ask me, I have no idea what to say. So if anyone wants to write me an elevator pitch, please do. I ask everybody to be gentle with themselves, to remember that every day is merely an experience. So don't take whatever did or didn't happen today too, too seriously. It was all supposed to be exactly as it was. Um, I ask that you give people a break, including yourself. And remember, we're all doing our best, even though it's sometimes a shitty job. Um, Buy yourself something that you love. Do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. Go buy yourself something, even if it's like a little thing, like a coffee that you normally wouldn't buy probably what $250 $3 get the quarters that are in your uh, the bottom of your bag buy yourself a coffee um, or if it's some Doritos if you haven't had Doritos in a while and you like them 
And if you're crazy and you like Cool Ranch Doritos with the little blue specks in them, I do, uh, buy those. And remember, keep dying, keep writing it down. I'll see you guys next week, and I love you very much. Goodbye.